Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Rose and Reigns then went to talk about Dusty and how he believed 
believed he would become how Roman believed he would become the face of WWE. And he also asked Cody if he's ever made a vended WrestleMania, if he's ever held any of the world titles, and he said he's never even had a match for the world titles. This was a great promo by Roman Reigns. And Cody then said that it's now not necessary for him to finish the story because at WrestleMania defeating Roman Reigns, it is the end of the beginning. Cody then shook Roman's hand and they said, let the better man win. Ooh, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. WrestleMania 39 is shaped out to be a great card so far, maybe minus the Barkin Omos match, but even that. Let's move on to the next match. Rhea Ripley had a nice match with, with Morgan. Apparently, they were going to set this up more backstage last week, but it never ended up happening. Yeah. Rhea Ripley was able to beat with Morgan. Apparently, there was a crying fan in the on ringside, and you had to live invite the crying fan backstage and basically gave her a hug to the soul. It was nice to see that. That was cool. You then get Rhea Ripley and Dominic, Mix, Dominic Mysterio backstage where they're confronted by Santos Escobar and challenged Dominic Mysterio to a match. Dominic Mysterio versus Santos Escobar was next and it was a really cool little segment. Good match. Dominic actually showing off his skills. And you would have Rhea actually hit the riptide on Santos to distract them and Dominic would pick up the win. Dominic would then tear the, the match that Rey Mysterio gave Santos and Ray then came out but Dominic would lay him out with a lariat to the back of the head. Thought that was very cool. I'm really excited for Dominic and Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. You then get Drew McIntyre calling up your Condell champion Gustav for WrestleMania 39. Sheamus then came out and was angry. Apparently Drew knows how much he wants the IC title. We then get LA Knight, the New Day. Everyone came out carrying cross. Here's what I hope happens, because they make this a fatal five way for whoever wins to go on the face dumper at WrestleMania. I hope it's a screwy finish, no one wins, and we get a six-man ladder match for WrestleMania. That would be awesome. Great way to get everybody on the card. We then get a brawl backstage where apparently Ronda Rousey's arm got injured. Apparently this is a real injury, and Ronda Rousey will not be performing on WrestleMania because of it. So that sucks for Ronda. Hope she gets hurt soon. We then get Shea Baszler versus Tegan Knox. Shane Baszler was able to pick up the win very quickly. Shane Baszler wins the match. We think it's Bobby Lashley calling out Bray Wyatt to the ring, and Bray Wyatt did not answer the call, but Uncle Howdy attacked Bobby Lashley from behind, and people are saying that they were able to hear Uncle Howdy speak. I didn't really hear it that much, but I assume more people were able to hear it. I don't know. Apparently, people are saying it is Bo Dallas. Uh, I know it's already Bo Dallas. Everyone knows it's Bo Dallas. WWE is probably the only people who don't know it's Bo Dallas. The lights went out as Lashley was about to hear a spear on Uncle Howdy, and Uncle Howdy disappeared. It's going to be a fun one. I'm excited for this match at WrestleMania of Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley. 
we've had a lot of matches to get into for WrestleMania now. Matches we can really sink our teeth into, you know? So this is going to be a fun... So far, the build hasn't been great, but the matches they have announced and uh, projected can be very good. It all just depends what they do on the night of. We then get Solo Sokoa versus Sami Zayn. It was an okay match. Solo Sokoa would pick up the win. Jimmy Uso would then, and Solo would then completely attack Sami, but Sami was able to escape after fighting back a little. No KO, no backup, so that was kind of a sad thought, but still. Good match by Solo and Sami. It was an okay SmackDown, nothing to write home about. The build for WrestleMania is definitely taking over, so that's what we're all expecting. Let's go to Raw, as Raw kicked off with Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa. This would be a very good match. It was two heavy hitters really going at it. But unfortunately, with the end of DQ, where Kevin Owens would win via DQ as Jimmy Uso would interfere, this is Solo Sokoa's first loss in the main roster. I want to point that out. After the match, Solo and Jimmy continued to attack Owens, but Sami Zayn came in and attacked everybody with a steel chair, kind of making the save. Owens says he doesn't need Sami Zayn, and he doesn't want his help to take down the bloodline with him. So, wait to see if they keep building that. Bobby Lashley then came out and said he went to SmackDown to confront Bray Wyatt, man to man, only to find out Bray Wyatt's not a man. Lashley asked, what will it take for Bray Wyatt to face him like a man? And unfortunately, we didn't get this answer, so we'll need to wait and see what happens with Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt. We then get the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair versus Carmella. Very good match, actually. I really enjoyed this match. Carmella and Bianca Belair have great chemistry in the ring. I was very, very surprised by this chemistry they had. Awesome match. Really enjoyed it. Bianca Belair would come out on top. Oscar would then split the blue mist in Chelsea Green's face because Chelsea Green was at ringside for Carmella. I guess they're a team now. And that was the end of that. Apparently it was announced next week Chelsea Green would get Bianca Belair in a match. Woo! We then get the Miz holding a face-to-face between Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. This didn't last long. Logan Paul is clearly the heel now. He doesn't care what anyone says, which is what he should have been coming into WWE. He should have just been played as the heel. They tried to play him as a baby face, kind of working with heels, maybe a tweener. But he's way better as a heel. Seth Rollins is the face. This works so well. Seth and Logan both got in punches, and apparently the Miz says as the host of WrestleMania, he can make this happen at WrestleMania 39, so it is official, Miz, the official Rollins versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania 39. Good for Seth Rollins getting a really cool match in. Don't know how I feel about being Logan Paul, but at least Rollins gets more build than he did last year. He did get some build, but with more Rollins doing everything, at least his opponent now can help build as well. We then got Omos versus Dolph Ziggler. Apparently, Dolph Ziggler was on the the arena, and Ali ambushed him and said, hey, I got you a match tonight against Omos. So apparently this is Mustafa Ali's big gimmick now. He is Dolph Ziggler's biggest fan while still being crazy. 
Maybe that'll be the match at WrestleMania. Maybe it'll be Mustafa Ali versus Dolph Ziggler, like I called many, many weeks ago. I didn't think it would happen, but well, it could end up. Almost to be a Dolph Ziggler within like two seconds. He squashed Dolph. You think it's Baron Corbin asking to join Maximum Male Models? Oh my God, Corbin, please just just go back to the Lone Wolf heel. It was so cool. Please, God. It was then the official that would be Corbin versus Jack Gable, and then they'll talk about if Corbin can beat Jack Gable. We then get Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor in a great match. These two were awesome. It, they showed that chemistry in NXT, so you knew this match was going to be great. Johnny Gargano picks up the win after Edge interferes, pushing Finn Balor off the top rope. Johnny Gargano won final beats. Johnny Gargano picks up the win, and, Edge, and Finn Balor challenges Edge to a match at WrestleMania 39. Edge then said he will meet Finn next week and answer Finn's challenge. We think of Piper Niven versus Nikki Cross in a kind of a slow but squash match for Piper Niven. Piper Niven would pick up the win, and it was announced also last week Piper Niven injured Candice LeRae, so Candice LeRae will be off TV for some time. Good to see. Good to see. Okay, we then get back to the segment with Elias and Rick Boogs. Elias was trying to get Rick Boogs to challenge Bronson Reed to a match. Rick instead told Bronson that Elias wants to face him. So next week, Bronson Reed will get a match against Elias. We get the get John Cena's emotional return to WWE. He ran to the ring, talked about how he loves Boston. A town down comes on. Austin Theory comes out to the ring and challenges, and challenges John Cena to a match at WrestleMania 39 for the U.S. title. Cena turns down the offer and says Theory hasn't earned the right to give that gift, and no one cares about him. He said you should leave the ring, and Theory then says, I'm going nowhere like the false spot in the back of your head, John. And John Cena said, this is the stupidest decision you've ever made. Because if you lose, you lose everything. If you win, you lose everything. But it was made official. Gary versus Cena at WrestleMania for the U.S. title. That's two matches made official just tonight. And it looks like three technically because he had Edge challenge for Balor. Woo! Says theory isn't ready for WrestleMania stage, but then introduced a man who is Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes came out, hugged John Cena, and that's really all we would see of Cody Rhodes for that night. So, yeah. You then get Chad Gable versus Baron Corbin. Chad Gable was able to pick up the win over Corbin with the ankle lock. I really don't like how to Corbin, man. Corbin deserves better. He's a great worker. Really treats people well in the ring. Has actually made a lot of saves in the ring. So I think Corbin deserves better, in my opinion. We think it's Trish Stratus and the new Women's Tag Team Champions, Lita and Becky, in the ring talking about how thankful they are to hold the title. 
and how much they love calling these houses with a second chance at a career. Damage Control then came out and confronted them. Trish told Bailey that she's coming out of retirement and issued a challenge for a six-woman tag team match at WrestleMania 39. Bailey accepted. We now have three, actually four, matches made official tonight for WrestleMania. So this week, so far, five matches have been made official. Ooh, this, this is going to be good. You think it's Sami Zayn versus Jimmy Uso. Sami Zayn was able to pick up the win with a haluba kick, but it is what happened after the match as Jay Uso came out. Everybody's been telling Jimmy, hey, either get Jay back in the bloodline or Roman's going to have consequences for you. Jay shows back up, puts his fist to Jay's chest and keeping him at kind of like arm length and keeping him arm length away. You then had him go out to the outside and hug Sami Zayn. This was super kicking him and throwing him into the ring solo. And Jimmy would also join in on the beatdown. So that was kind of cool. But then Cody Rhodes comes out to make the save. The bloodline leaves the ring. And that is how Raw goes off the air. Fun Raw. Definitely really enjoyed it. It was very fun to watch, but there's still a lot left on the table for the build to WrestleMania. You know, I feel like they need a little more. They were already started to build. Most of them started to build right after Elimination Chamber, so just want to say that right now. Woo! All right. Ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to WrestleMania 12, considered to be one of the greatest main events in WrestleMania history. But before we get to that, we need to go over the matches themselves. They kicked off with a six-man tag team match between the British Bulldog, Owen Hart, and Bader versus Jake the Snake Roberts, Ahmad Johnson, and Yoko Zuna. That was a very weird. So the build was originally going to be Yoko Zuna versus Vader, but both men were apparently over the weight limit that they felt WWE felt they should be at. So they did not do that match. They ended up just having it be a six-man tag. And if Yokozuna's team had won. Yokozuna would have gotten five minutes in the ring with Jim Cornette. It was originally built for that. That's what it was supposed to be. And Yokozuna's team would lose five pinfall. It was an okay match, but it just kind of makes you wish you did get that original match between Yokozuna and Bader, because you feel like these guys, it's improving. Yokozuna and Bader could go 15-minute matches. They did need the 30-minute match between, like, Bret Hart and Yokozuna at WrestleMania 9. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Bret Hart would say, yeah, he could go for the first 15, but then he was, then the rest of the match sucked because he was fat and out of shape and couldn't go for it. As a fat guy, I completely get why. Sometimes I get out of breath just recording this podcast. <sighs> but the British Bulldog, Owen Hart, and Vader would pick up the win. The bill to this match would be Yokozuna being kicked out of Jim Cornette's, Jim Cornette's faction there. And Ahmad Johnson, Jake the Snake Roberts were kind of thrown in at the end when they realized Yokozuna and Vader couldn't go ahead. We didn't get a backstage brawl of Roddy Piper versus Goldust with Molina. It was supposed to be a Hollywood backstage brawl, and they would actually use footage from the OJ chase at OJ's famous White Bronco chase, which was kind of funny, but at the same time, man. The build to this would be kind of Goldust having an infatuation for Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper being a legend. I do think this was Roddy Piper's last WrestleMania until WrestleMania 19, because Roddy Piper would go to WCW and would then feud with Hulk Hogan, I believe, and wouldn't return until WrestleMania 19. I believe that's what it was. Roddy Piper would end up winning this match later on. He would have more coverage throughout the show. It would be billed as a 16-minute match, but... It was you kind of took up the whole energy of the show. You would then get Stone Cold Steve Austin with the manager Ted DiBiase versus Saudi Vega. It was a technical knockout. Was <laughs> the reason Stone Cold won this match? Now this was Stone Cold before he was really Stone Cold Steve Austin. He had not developed the persona. He kind of had to look, but he had yet to win King of the Ring, and. He was yet to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. They originally still had him kind of as the ringmaster. Uh, they weren't ready to let go of him and the Million Dollar Man yet. Stone Cold would come into the company. It was Vince McMahon thought that Stone Cold still had the long, the long blonde hair he had in WCW, but Stone Cold had lost his hair. His hair started to go, so. When he came in, they were like, oh, God, we'll try it and see if it works. But it didn't, and then Stone Cold came up with the Stone Cold Steve Austin character with the help of his now ex-wife, who was from Britain, who came, who said, make sure you drink your tea before it's Stone Cold. That wife would also help him out with the 316, Austin 316 speech. So it's very cool to see. You would see the making of a star in this match. We then get the Ultimate Warrior versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley with Sable at ringside. It's fun to watch this because this was right before the curtain call in Madison Square Garden with Razor Ramon, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Shawn Michaels, and Diesel, who they'd all be in the ring, heels and faces, and would kind of 
basically wrestling fake, but the storylines are real. So this would kind of be the first real big break. Besides, there was one other time that kayfabe was broken. And I'll tell it. I'll tell it right now. It was the sheet and hacksaw Jim Duggan were driving down the road, and they had pot in the car. Well, they were caught speeding, and they were both heels and faces. So, you know, they were caught, and they got published in the newspaper. No, they thought no one knew, and they were like, ah, we got away with this big secret. No one knew. They even wrestled each other that night. And then that one was kind of one of the first big things to break kayfabe when that was published in the newspaper. So, then you had the... Then you had the, basically, curtain call. So it's funny to look back on this match, and I tried to remember, I'm like, is this because of the curtain call? And I'm like, no, these are when Razor Ramon hadn't left yet. So, hmm. The Ultimate Warrior was able to beat Hunter Hearst Dumpley, the Triple H, in a minute and 39 seconds. Triple H would attack the Ultimate Warrior right after the bell rang. And then would hit the pedigree, he would get up to celebrate, and the Ultimate Warrior would jump up immediately, and he would basically beat the shell Hunter and cause Hunter, to, and Hunter would lose. Hunter would then go on to stay into the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. It was an honor, and yet it was one of his worst moments ever. And then your semi-main event, we get the Undertaker versus Diesel. This is fun to look at because to a lot of people, this was the first match of the streak that really showcased The Undertaker as an amazing talent. Undertaker versus Diesel was an amazing match. And there's a great backstage story of this. It's one that doesn't paint Bret Hart in the best of the light, but still a fun thing to look at. It was you would have The Undertaker, who was sitting there just trying to talk with Bret Hart. Of Bret Hart would beat The Undertaker after taking the Tombstone Pile Driver because Diesel would get involved. But then he wouldn't take Diesel's Jackknife Powerbomb, and it's said that this is the reason why Diesel didn't resign with WWE, one of the main reasons. Of he's trying to explain the Bret of hey, listen, you're going to take the jackknife, and it looks like I'm going to get out, but he's going to pull me under the ring and the build to this match at WrestleMania. And that's what's going to cost the feud. That's what's going to be the big feud. And Brett disagreed, saying, oh, people are going to think I'm beat. People are going to think I'm beat. They're, going to, they're not going to believe in me as a champion. And apparently Undertaker was also saying there, he slammed his fist down on the table and said, Motherfucker, not everything's about you. This makes our matches big. And then it was decided at the In Your House pay-per-view that Brett would take the jackknife. But that was the moment, apparently, Diesel decided he would not resign with WWE. But Diesel still closed this match as an amazing match between him and The Undertaker. He wishes the build could have been better because of that, but... This match is still, at least for me, and I've heard a lot of people say that, the first great Undertaker WrestleMania match. Because he 
had wrestled Jake the Snake Roberts. He had wrestled Jimmy Superfly Snooker the first time, Jake the Snake Roberts the second time, Shine Gonzalez, King Kong Bundy, and well, I kind of like the King Kong Bundy match. The rest of those, even King Kong Bundy, you're still like, oh, this wasn't a good one. But The Undertaker would have an amazing showing with Diesel. And there was talks for Diesel to go over here. So it's funny to think about that and be like, wow, Street could have been ended at 3-0 or 4-0. This was The Undertaker's fifth win at WrestleMania. And if you're looking for when The Undertaker became a WrestleMania star, this is the match. Three stars were made tonight. Uh, the Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Shawn Michaels. Even though Shawn Michaels wasn't star already, it was still an amazing, amazing match. Because next you have what's considered one of the greatest main events of WrestleMania history. The reason a lot of people get into wrestling is the 60-minute Iron Man match in the main event. I want to point out, by the way, at this point, Roddy Piper and Goldust had come back to the ring, and Roddy Piper had one after stripping off Goldust's um, singlet and revealing that Goldust was wearing lingerie, and that's kind of how Roddy Piper wins. Yeah. But we get to the 60-minute Ironman match for the WWF champion. WWF Championship that was announced by Gorilla Monsoon, who would be announced right before the match as the new commissioner of WWE. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart would have an amazing match. There was so many false finishes, anything that they could do, and Shawn Michaels would actually zip line into the ring. And this is what I love about it. Uh, if you want to see the behind the scenes of this, Go look up Gronk, the behind-the-scenes of Gronk trying to jump off the ledge at WrestleMania 36, and you'll see the backstage segment of Vince jumping off as well. And they show Vince at WrestleMania 12 riding the zip line that Shawn Michaels wrote in. So I think it's very cool to think of that. Uh, yeah, he can give the guy as much shit as he wants, but when it came to protecting his talent, there wasn't anything he would have asked his talent to do that he wouldn't have done. So, so Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart for 16 minutes. No one gets no pinfalls, no submissions, sweet chin music, the sharpshooter. Anything that could happen did happen in this match, except for disqualification and a countout. It was truly an amazing, unbelievable match. And it's one of the reasons a lot of people get into wrestling, necessarily some people got out. Because there's a great story about JBL. He watched this match before he was in as a as JBL or as Bradshaw in the APA. He was a police dude. Part of the, I'm trying to remember. I think it was the guns. Yeah, I can't remember right now. But he was watching it from the back and saw this match and said, "I might need to get out of this business." And it's funny when you think about it, nine years later, he was main eventing WrestleMania with John Cena, and he became one of the greatest heels of all time. But you're looking at it of like, Jesus Christ, that's how good this 
this match was it almost got rid of one of the greatest one of the greatest heels ever for us. So it's very funny for me to look at this match. It would then go to a no no decision of sixty minutes, and everyone was chanting bullshit. You know, as much as they could chant, they were chanting bullshit. And then Gorilla Matsu comes out and says there will be a sudden death over time, and there must be a winner. Shawn Michaels finally hits the sweet chin music. One, two, three. Shawn Michaels' boyhood dream comes true. He is the WWF champion. Unbelievable match. One of the best of all time. I got no problem saying that. And you would actually see a lot of this match recreated throughout the Indies and other promotions. AEW just did a 60-man Ironman, 60-man Ironman match. It was amazing between MJF and Brian Danielson, I did watch it. It was unbelievable. And they would actually go to a 60, they would go to overtime where MJF would win. But it was still, no matter how hard you try, you can never beat the original. No matter how hard. This is a quintessential WrestleMania. Has the best of times and the worst of times. You know? It was a great WrestleMania for some matches, and other matches, you're like, oh, fuck, man. Like, some of the great matches, Stone Cold versus Savio Vega, these guys really tore, really did everything they could to make this match as great as it could be. You had Undertaker versus Diesel, which was an awesome match, and then you, and the main event was... One of the greatest main events ever, if not the greatest main event in WrestleMania history. And then you would have, like, the kickoff match of the six-man tag, the Hollywood back lot, and the Ultimate Warrior versus Hunter Hearst Town Boys. If I had to grade this pay-per-view, it would be a B. falls right in the middle. It has its great moments and its terrible moments. The great moments are awesome. The terrible moments, you're like, why? Why do I have to sit through this? So, B, if I had to grade. Ah, I could use a drink. So, let's go to the drink of the week. Continuing with classic cocktails for the grand day of them all, I'm doing an old-fashioned this week. Now, you can make an old-fashioned anyway, but to quote my man, Charlie Barron, you should do it with brandy. So, two ounces of brandy, two dashes of bitters, one sugar cube, a splash of water, and an orange twist, and a cherry. So you can combine the sugar, the bitters, and the water at the bottom of the rocks glass and muddle it, muddle, muddle, muddle. Some people like to muddle the cherry and the orange in there as well. You can do that if you like. You fill the glass with ice, add the, add the whiskey, or in Charlie Barron's, you add the, well, I just said it, my memory is terrible. My memory is brandy. You have the brandy. You have the brandy in. And then you garnish with the orange wedge and the cherry. Drink responsibly. Do not drink a drug. And do not drink if you are under 21 in the United States. Do not overconsume on alcohol. Woo! And that is your drink of the week. And now reading from the Book of Rules. A letter from W.W. 
heavy management to its employees. Danger. Boiler room. Authorized personnel only. WWE matches can take place anytime, anywhere. In reading for the book of rules. Now, before we go into the boundary of the week, let's take a look at the WrestleMania card and how it is shaping up. The WrestleMania card is right now as follows Confirmed Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, Tony Rhodes versus Roman Reigns, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte, Bianca Belair versus Asuka, Gunther versus the winner of a fail five way, Austin Theory versus John Cena. Brock Lesnar versus Omos, Becky and Trish and Lita versus Damage Control. The ones that are still unconfirmed but look like they're happening. Ray Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio, Bray Wyatt versus Lashley, Finn Balor versus Edge, Usos versus Sami Zayn and KO. So the unconfirmed match looked they look cool, and this card could really shape out to be a great WrestleMania. I'm looking at this card besides the Omos and Brock Lesnar. It doesn't look like there's a sticker on there besides the Brock Lesnar and Omos. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Belgroid of the Week. The Belgroid of the Week is very simple. It's someone who I said before. Baron Corbin. The guy deserves so much better, but in this segment, it was just terrible. So you know what? Baron Corbin, at this one to your trophy case, you are the foul droid of the week. Uh-oh. Ladies and thank you very much for listening. I have been the big guy. This has been Wrestling Made Simple. We're going to continue on the road to WrestleMania. We're only three weeks away. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited. WrestleMania, the showcase of the immortals. Again, I will be in L.A. for this. Let's see, which one are we reviewing next? I want to make sure I get the right one in for California because we will be sticking with the California theme. So next week, let us see. <laughs> that one took place in the pond. The Hard 60 Minute Iron Man. Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Boston. This is the next one. Uh, next one is WrestleMania 2000. I've covered this one before, but I'm excited to look back on it. Maybe I'll skip that one and go to WrestleMania 21. But it's either going to be WrestleMania 21 or WrestleMania 2000. So let's get ready to go. See you guys next week on Wrestling Made Simple. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.